0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about self-acceptance. Until very, very recently, I thought that self-acceptance meant to just accept everything about yourself, good or bad, in hopes that you will gain some type of love for yourself and not feel bad about your choices and decisions anymore. And I think this is the definition that most people think of when they hear self-acceptance. And this is definitely the one that's in the media, uh, poisoning minds all around the world. It's a very toxic thing to accept. And if you take it in high enough doses, it will kill you. I've been doing a lot of reading on self-esteem lately. I was reading a book by Nathaniel Brendan called Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. highly recommend it. It's a great book. And one of the pillars of self-esteem is self-acceptance. Now, how he defines self-acceptance is the definition that I believe everyone should be using. And that definition is to acknowledge all your faults, all your pluses and minuses, all your good behaviors and bad behaviors, all your habits, good or bad. Not acknowledging them to just forget about them, but acknowledging them as a base for your self-improvement. It's only by knowing who we are, our faults and our pluses and our minuses, that we can actually hope to change. I've been on self-knowledge journey now for a couple of years. And I can say that the more I've actually opened up to myself, which is actually one of the hardest things in the world to do, about all my faults, all my pluses, and my minuses, and my bad habits, and my good habits, only by accepting those things could I have a chance to improve. And the more that I accepted myself, the more that I have improved. This is the exact opposite of what you see commonly in the online cultural sphere where you take all, take all those things in and you just accept that's how you are and you're never going to change and love yourself anyway. But do you really love yourself? Do you really love yourself if you don't strive to get rid of bad habits, to remove vices, to increase virtues, to increase good habits? For me, the answer is no. Because to love somebody is to treat them well. I can't, cannot claim to love my dog. I don't have a dog. Let's say I did have a dog for a second. I can't claim to have a dog and beat my dog or not take him out to potty or not feed him or overfeed him or leave him outside all night. And the same is true with our partners. I cannot claim to love a girl that I'm seeing if I'm beating her, if I'm talking down to her, if I'm not supporting her. So how could I logically claim to love myself if I'm overeating severely, if I'm not training, if I'm not getting rid of my vices and increasing my virtues? How can I claim to love myself? And the answer is I cannot claim to love myself. And those people actually do not love themselves. Mm. You know, what just came into my mind. I was just thinking that when people say they want to be loved for who they are as a whole, with no reference to values or judgments, what they mean when they say that is that they want you to reinforce their vices and their bad habits without any real judgment of improvement. This is probably one of the biggest red flags you'd ever find in somebody. Because this also means, even if you accept them as they are, that if you decide to get rid of vices and increase virtues, they will try to sabotage you. There are only one group, well there is only one group of people on the planet who should be loved for who they are without reference to judgment of values. Those are babies. But babies literally cannot do anything to increase their value. So it's acceptable to be loved just for who you are when you're a baby. Oh man, I just I just made another connection while I was saying that. The people who want to be loved like a baby, that means with no reference to values or judgments. It probably means that they, not, they did not receive that. Unconditional love as a child or a baby, which is very, very sad, very disheartening. And this is a pretty common occurrence. And what this means is that a lot of people aren't, haven't really progressed past that baby like, child like state. They haven't really integrated their trauma, they haven't accepted the feelings of being lonely and isolated or unheld as a baby. And it affects them till this day. That was certainly the case for myself. I'm currently working through it, I'm recognizing and becoming aware of everything from the past that still affects me to get today, for good or bad. But in general, as a general principle, the more you uncover about yourself, the more you uncover about people in general. Because we all go through the same experiences; they're just a little different. Some may be more harsh. Some may be more subtle. It doesn't matter. The thing that matters is that if we repress those emotions, they come back for us. And the longer we repress, the harder they come back. It's like a rubber band with infinite elasticity and stretching ability. The earlier we relieve relieve our tensions from the past, the faster the rubber band can untension itself and become relaxed, which is the ideal state that I think everybody's trying to um, experience. I hope I explained that correctly. I hope you got something out of it. But that's all I have to say, and I will see you next time.